This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 312. Well, today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. And in this episode, I'm sharing what the best settings are for indoor low light photography. Shooting indoors in low light is one of the most difficult types of photography that a photographer can undertake. The lighting conditions are poor, and even when it seems fine to the human eye, it can be lousy for photography. You've got to remember that your pupils can open significantly wider than the aperture on most lenses. So your ability to see in these conditions is absolutely no problem. But unless you have an unlimited budget, and most of us don't, you can't afford a bunch of f1.2 lenses or even f2.8 lenses. So we have to get creative with our shooting to pull great images out of this kind of situation. Now, when shooting indoors, you have to be able to take advantage of any available light. Whether you're shooting a wedding or an indoor sport, such as basketball, or shooting a rock concert, you cannot use flash as it's too distracting and too much of a burden to use when there is also limited space in many of these venues. Now, if you're in a building that has windows and it's daytime outside, you can put your subject behind the window and get a nice reflection shot. You could also place them directly in front of that window and get some soft backlit portraits that are very pleasing to the eye. Midday light will work well when indoors, and it can flood that area around the window with very pleasing light and make your images much easier to capture. Golden hour is another great time for indoor photography using natural light through a window, as golden hour often has beautiful colors that are very pleasing to the eye and in your images. Now, if you want to use that window light but want the subject away from the window, you can use reflectors to bounce the light further into the room to light your subject more. And there are many both expensive and inexpensive reflectors that you can find on Amazon.com, bnhphoto.com, or Adorama.com, and you can find the links in the show notes. Now, another option is to buy inexpensive white pasteboard or poster board from a local art supply store such as Michael's or Hobby Lobby, as they make an excellent, inexpensive way to bounce light into a room. Now, another way to enhance indoor photography is to use a white backdrop if possible. If you're shooting indoor portraits or even environmental portraits, a white backdrop will help reflect that natural light from the windows and give you stronger images. Now, if you're in a situation where you can use continuous lights, then that, of course, is ideal. But I'm going to caution you here. Don't use, quote, old school continuous lights. 
With today's technology, if you haven't already, you need to replace those old incandescent bulbs with LED bulbs. And the main reasons for this are you can get LED bulbs in pure white light so that they can replicate natural sunlight and they don't throw tons of heat like those old incandescent bulbs do, which can make your subject uncomfortable very quickly. Understand what your camera is capable of. And what I mean by this is you need to make sure that if you want to get into this genre of photography, you want a camera body that is made specifically for low-light photography. And a prime example of this is the Sony a7S III, which sports a 12-megapixel sensor, but also has fantastic high ISO capabilities without introducing excess noise into your images. Now, the Sony is not the only camera that can do this. Today, many of the new mirrorless cameras can, but some models are better suited to it than others are. Make sure you choose the right lens for indoor photography. And I'm not talking about just having really wide aperture lenses, but also wide angle lenses. There is a reason for using lenses wider than 35 millimeter. And the reason is you can make a small space seem much larger if you use that wide angle lens in a tight space. A popular type of lens for this kind of work is something like the Sigma 12 to 24 millimeter f 2.8 art lens, or even the Fujifilm 10 to 24 f4. As you can shoot really wide, and they are both wider aperture lenses to help gather more light. Now, of course, the Sigma is going to be better. It's two stops wider at f2.8 than the Fujifilm at f4. If it's possible to keep your camera steady for slower sh shutter speeds to use a tripod or one of the newer monopods like I have that have three foldable feet on the bottom to help stabilize it, and yet they still have a small footprint when you're inside a venue like this. These will help your low-light photography tremendously, as there is even the possibility if you're shooting a concert or a show in a small bar or nightclub, these are perfect locations to break out a platypod and platyball, especially while there's a huge overstock sale going on for the platyball Ergo in Elite models. And you can find out more about that by clicking the link on the podcast website that's labeled Hot Deals. And I'll get into that a little bit more later on. Now I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So continuing on right before the break, the reason I suggest a platypod in these venues 
As then, these buildings often have columns in the room that are part of the structural support of the building. And you can easily use a small load strap to anchor the platypod to one of these columns, and then you can shoot from there. And you're not worried about taking up the extra space of using a tripod or even a monopod. You're going to utilize space that's already being utilized by that support column. So that's a great way to get stabilized, slower shutter speed shots without taking up excess room in the venue. Now, there's also the option of possibly using one of the gorilla pod style tripods that can actually wrap around the column and mount your camera on it. But the ones large enough to do the job are most likely going to be much more expensive. So that might not be an option for your budget. All right, so let's talk about camera settings. So what are the best camera settings for this genre of photography? Well, you certainly want to be in full manual mode on your camera's PSAM dial, as this will give you the most control over your exposure. Now, you can also opt to use aperture priority mode as well, since you can set it to use the widest aperture on the lens and let the camera choose the ISO and the shutter speed accordingly. Use the widest aperture you possibly can when shooting indoors in low light. You want the most maximum aperture you can afford in your lenses for this kind of shooting. Now, f2.8 will probably work, but if you can, use primes. And you can go much wider in apertures such as f1.8, f1.4, f1.2, and even on some of the newer lenses as wide as f0.95. And there's a couple of them out there that are even f1. Now, using these really wide apertures will also help blur the background in the images, making your subject stand out much more and giving you more pleasing images for your client. Now, you can opt to go with slower shutter speeds, such as 1 30th of a second or maybe even lower. And this is another reason that you'll want wider lenses as they will help minimize handshake in your images. And if you need to go really slow, such as 1 15th or 1 6th, then you're certainly going to need some sort of tripod and probably a cable release to prevent camera movement ruining your images. Now, higher ISOs will be your friend here, which is why I mentioned earlier that you want to shop for a camera that can do higher ISO with lower noise, such as the modern mirrorless cameras. As many of the older DSLRs can't do this quite as well. There are exceptions. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that they want a higher megapixel sensor for low light performance, but the opposite is actually true. The fewer megapixels the sensor has, then the better the performance in low light where you can crank up the ISO and not introduce a lot of noise into the images. And this is the reason that the Sony A7S line of cameras are popular for both low-light photography and videography, as that 12-megapixel sensor can really push the ISO without introducing tons of noise into the images or the video. Use manual focusing when shooting in low-light indoors, as your camera's AF system might struggle to get a focus lock, as it won't have sufficient light to get there. Now, again, some of the newest mirrorless cameras can handle these conditions fairly well. 
But I also prefer manual focus in this type of shooting myself, and I get way more keepers this way. Now, with the technology and the new mirrorless cameras, most of them have what's called focus peaking. And you can find this in your menu and turn it on. Now, what this means is when you're shooting using manual focus, when you get the shot into focus, the camera will outline your subject with a color like red or blue or green or white to let you know that you've achieved focus lock and that you're good to go. So in conclusion, remember that even though low light indoor photography can be tricky, it's not impossible and you don't need to buy the most expensive gear on the market either. There are many working professionals out there every day shooting in this situation and getting amazing images with decent but not overly expensive equipment. Additionally, as the mirrorless technology keeps getting better and better with things like stacked sensors, it makes it easier and easier to get great shots in low light conditions indoors. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right. Now, before I go this week, I wanted to share a couple of extra tidbits this week with my listeners. Now, the first is that Platypod.com is having a massive overstock sale on the Platyball Ergo and Elite Ball Heads. Now, the reason why they're doing this is because due to supply chain constraints in 2022, they were worried about not having enough of these ball heads on hand to fill orders. And they had to place massive quantities of orders with their factory. And now they've got more of the ball heads than they logically have room to maintain at their normal, they, you know, they want to get back to their normal levels. So they are introducing this special pricing and it will end without any advance notice. So you want to get in on this as soon as you can. So while they're having this overstock sale, you can save $100 off on the Platyball Elite Plus, in addition to the included silver Arca Swiss compatible disc, you'll also get a black Platypod disc free, as well as free shipping here in the U.S. And on the Platyball Ergo, you can get an $80 instant rebate. Plus, in addition to the included silver, silver you'll also get a black Platypod disc and free shipping in the U.S. as well. Now, like I said, this is a limited time offer until they get their inventory levels back down to normal. Once they hit normal, the sale is going to end without any advance notice. So you want to make sure you get in on it while the getting's good and save yourself some money. Now, they do limit you to being able to buy two of each maximum, and that's it. So 
get out there, get the Plata Ball Elite or, or Ergo while you can save 80 to $100. Trust me, you'll be glad that you did. They're great ball heads. I absolutely love mine. And if I can, I'm thinking about picking up one more of each before the sale is over, uh, just because I love them so much. And they're not a sponsor of the show. I've said that a hundred times before. I've had Dr. Larry on the show to talk about his products and his photography. And I've had Skip going on uh, a couple of times as well. Skip works with Platypod. He's the, the marketing manager for Platypod. And they are not a sponsor of the show. They are sponsoring the gift for my current giveaway, which is a free Platypod Elite flat tripod. That's all the involvement they have with the show, aside from being guests, is they did put up the prize for my latest giveaway. And I want to thank them again for that from the bottom of my heart. I sincerely mean it. Now, my second bit of news is for next Thursday's show, I will be interviewing Susie Pratt from Gemini Connect on YouTube. Now, Susie is a wonderful person and a great source of information on her YouTube channel where she does tips and techniques for using compact cameras such as the GoPros and the Insta360s. She is also an active travel photographer shooting with both Fujifilm and Sony cameras. Now, as you know, I've mentioned it before, I've been trying to get a Sony shooter on the show for a while now, but all the folks that I know that shoot Sony professionally are generally too busy, have been too busy to make time to come on the show. So Susie is going to be our Sony shooter to come on the show and talk about shooting with Sony cameras. So she will be here next Thursday's episode 314. So you're going to want to make sure you do not miss that. Now, I do want to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new videos drop. And if you didn't already notice, if you stop by liamphotographypodcast.com, I have rolled out a new revamped version of the show's website site that I think is a lot nicer. It looks a lot more professional and I hope you enjoy it. It does now give you the option to subscribe to the show on the website. Now, what that'll do, just so I'm letting you know, full disclosure, if you subscribe to the show on the show's website, you will get added to a mailing list. I'm not going to give out your information to anybody. I'm not going to sell it to anybody. I have no interest in doing that to people because I hate spam myself. But what will happen was it'll add you to a mailing list that I can email you information about upcoming episodes. I may do that at some point in the future. I'm not right now because I don't want to spam people. Um, But mostly what it is for is by subscribing to the show on the website and getting added to that mailing list. Each time a new episode drops, you'll get an email into your inbox to remind you, hey, there's a new episode out today. You might want to check it out. So I think that's going to be really nice as well. And it also now has a form that guests can fill out. If you want to come on the show and talk about something photography or videography related, you can fill out that form, submit it. The email will come directly 
it to me. And then we can have a conversation about having you on the show as a guest. I'm always looking for new people to come on the show. You don't need to be a paid professional photographer. You can be an amateur. You can be a hobbyist. If you got something you want to talk about or ideas of something you want to hear on an upcoming episode, you can fill out the form for that as well. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 312 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I will see you all again on Sunday.